Hey, this is TNA Knockout Gail Kim, and you're listening to the Rough House Podcast. Behold, a podcast for the ages, recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Christoph. Hello everybody, welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode number 333 for July 16, 2023. I am Marty. I'm Christoph, and uh, wow, big milestone, 333. Who yeah. knew? The, the, Look at us, here we are. The triple threes. <laughs> but uh folks we are we are in the midst of a massive professional wrestling weekend uh g1 nights one and two yes we're we're saturday and sunday mm-hmm. uh we had uh rampage of course collision. rampage collision mm-hmm. battle of the belts uh oh was that on last night too yeah, that was yeah that was the third hour of programming which Shit. got which uh there was a a, a weather interruption so oh. part of it did not air fun yeah it's it's supposed to be fixed up on the tnt app and they're gonna put a fixed version on the fight app and all that fun stuff but, huh. but yeah so that happened okay. um we've got triple mania that happened last night oh we've got slammiversary that happened last night from oh wow uh, impact yeah uh it, it, it's a crazy amount of wrestling but uh we start here today with some very important breaking news chris oh okay yeah lay it on me and this is actually part of the fallout from last night's triple mania event in tijuana mexico okay don kellis was assaulted by a fan chris as a shoot this is a hundred percent legit so after the show where Kenny Omega faced Vikingo in the main event. Uh-huh. Uh, Who was the champ going into that? Vikingo? Vikingo, yes. Yeah, so this uh, is so, a return match for Kenny? Yes. Uh, so uh, they, they were defending the belt. Uh, and uh, in the match, Don Callis and Kanasuke Takeshita interfered to continue their feud, which, of course, is going to have the, uh, I, I presume, what will be the blow off this coming Wednesday at Blood and Guts. Yeah. Um, so Kenny lost. After the show, they had a post-show press conference. Kenny was again confronted by Callis. Omega was attacked by Takeshita during the confrontation. Security was breaking up the fight. And a legitimate fan ended up attacking Don Callis. <laughs> That's good heat, brother. Uh, yeah. Um, and, and I'm quoting uh, Brian Alvarez. Uh, Everything was an angle up to that point. But then a fan who was apparently upset about what Don had said to Kenny jumped Don from behind, ripped his suit, concussed his eardrum, and busted Jesus. open his mouth while he was trying to choke out Don from behind. All uh, right. Don was screaming profanities at the fan before he was pulled off and was said to be livid afterwards. Um, sure. It sounds yeah. like uh, Callis has. Be. Yeah. I mean, hey. Um he apparently has uh, a neck and ankle uh, injury coming out of this and went straight from Tijuana to San Diego for medical attention. Wow. So, yeah. Man, if Don Callis doesn't show up with blood and guts and a neck brace, I, I don't know. I don't know where my faith in professional wrestling is. Yes. And, and if Don Callis does not use this very legitimate thing as a source of massive, unrelenting heat... Yes. Because I'm 99% sure Kayfabe Don Callis believes this is the responsibility of that terrible son of a bitch, Kenny by God Omega. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. uh, This was a stooge sent by by Chris Jericho because he wants to stay in Don Callis' good favor here. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Wow. I mean, we never like to see a fan getting involved in in no, things no. i mean there there yeah. have been comical ones over the years sure yeah like, like somebody uh, throwing a rubber chicken at cody at the end of wrestlemania or, like, or the one that, that always sticks out to me is uh 
it was uh, the Wyatt family against, uh, I, I think it was Seth and uh, Dean Ambrose, and a third guy just walks oh, yeah. in from the crowd. <laughs> and while right. he's being taken down by security, Wyatt's just yelling, that's your third man? <laughs> <laughs> and the look like Ambrose came to the side like, what, what the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, uh, you know, there there are comical instances. Also, like, sure. uh, looking back in the WCW era, uh, few people seem to hate fans running in on the ring more than Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He would, like, yeah. full-on assault the guy. Yeah. Which well, I get, like, when they break that barrier, you that don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, no, absolutely. There was the one video from the 90s where, like, even Earl Hebner was getting in and stomping the guy who, oh, was, yeah. who ran into the ring on a WWF house show. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, Earl. And, you know, uh, I, I know that, uh, and I hate to bring up the guy by name, but Jim Cornette talks all the time about how, you know, they got heat in the territories and grandmas yeah. were pulling guns on us and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, here you go, folks. Uh, if, yeah. if the consummate never ending booze during his promos weren't an indication of how much heat Don Callis has right now, he got jumped by a fan. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that it's, it's, I, I'm sure it's somewhere, you know, after the tests all came back. Okay. Hopefully, uh, Don Callis is just sitting there like twiddling the sums like, okay. Here we go. <laughs> you know, he's he's that got that kind of mind. He'll I believe he'll be able to turn it into something. It's uh, no different than the scar positive. on his face. Yeah. You know, sure. Yeah. Like which this... he did to himself. <laughs> uh, but, you know, th- this is this is something where, like, he he knows the route to make things work. Sure. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you don't necessarily want these things to happen uh, no. at least at, in this way. No, um, sure. So de- definitely uh, above and beyond anyone ex- anyone's expectations, but uh, also uh, a scary situation, I-, I think it's the best way to put it. Well, I mean, especially in Mexico. I hope that doesn't sound bad. I but mean, I get what you're saying. kind of a Wild West situation in certain respects down there. I mean, granted, you're, you know, with AAA, which is, you know. And you're in Tijuana, which is more touristy and, sure. and all of that. But, but you know. Yeah. Uh, there, there is definitely some scary shit that goes down down there. And yeah, yeah. Obviously, of course, it's probably not where this came from, but it's it's understandable that one would assume the worst in a in a given situation. Well, it's hard not to given the current state of the world, bud. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, since legally we are a pro wrestling podcast, I'm going to go very quickly through this so we can cover everything else. The World Wrestling Federation. Okay, so uh, we're getting uh, Cody against Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam officially. Okay. Um, Did he cut five more promos on Raw this week? Uh, only the one. Only one? Only the okay. one. All right. Restraints. Uh, good, and, good guy, Cody. Uh, looks like Bobby Lashley is going to be- I'm sorry, be, who? Uh, Bobbert Lashley. Looks like he's going to be forming a team with the Street Profits because standard uh, WWE- uh, operations Uh-oh. here they just kind of go hey let's let's put them all together you you all look similar yeah. let's make you a tag team now I mean, bobby can you dance um oh boy yeah uh and look i will say in certain respects that worked out to be gold i.e in the new day um sure. Sure. but you know there there's definitely a a history of almost minstrel show level uh, uh, character development. Oh for... man, I thought for a second you said Omas menstrual show, and no, my no, mind no, no, just no, went, no. "What the fuck is happening?" <laughs> <laughs> my brain is not quite the, the, the 100% world's biggest woken up yet. Show. <laughs> and I heard about an Omas menstrual show, Jesus and I got uh, very heaven. concerned for the WWE. Um, uh, and I, I just want to point this out because to me, this is how it feels. Maybe it doesn't feel that way for. The people who are regularly watching, but they announced that next week on SmackDown, it's going to be the Jey Uso Roman Reigns rules of engagement. Oh, so another promo where they could perform acting and cinema. Yeah, well, sorry to say it sounds like it's working because SmackDown this past week, so not the one that aired this last Friday, but the the Friday before, Uh was legitimately the number one entertainment program on all of television. Wow. Well, shit. 
for the first time ever in the 75 years they've been tracking ratings for pro wrestling television was... or televised pro wrestling. This was the first time that a wrestling show was number one among everything. Not even in the Attitude Era. Not even, not even in the Attitude Era. Not even Saturday night's main event. Yeah. I mean, it tells you how much the television audience has shrunk, both broadcast and cable. Sure. Because, you know, they did two and a half, yeah. 2.7 mil. But it is or was the number one show on television. I think the only thing that, that went ahead of it was there was like uh, a soccer game on Sunday. Uh, Football. Sunday. Yes. Um, I, but beyond that, if you take that out, take out that bit of sports programming, it was the top show. So news, uh, uh, reality shows, sitcoms. Wow. And I recognize a lot of stuff is in reruns, too. But well, yeah, sure. That show, which had a 40-minute talking segment, which was the peak of the show. It was 40 minutes? For, they went way over time. They took commercial breaks in a talking segment, and they went 40 minutes without commercials? Uh, I I do not know, because I, I did not watch wow. uh, the, the live version of the segment. No wrestling segment. Most matches don't even need to go 40 minutes. Yes, I agree. But the... the uh, the tribal court segment from last week's SmackDown, it was supposed oh to go 20 God. minutes. It ended up going 40, which meant they had to cut everyone else's time. But it ended up being the I'm sure they're real popular rating. in the back. Considering they are delivering the ratings, I don't know who's mad at them. If my segment and, and match got cut, I'd be a little peeved. But also they're carrying the business right now, man. Like Yeah, but it's a me business. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Uh, you know. I, I get what you're saying, and believe you me, I don't think you need a 40-minute talking segment. No, fuck but no. This is, this is what's working right now. And again, for better or worse, there are a lot of eggs in that basket. Like, it is it is the... So what happens blood. the next time one of the Usos gets another DUI or, or you know, somebody gets injured and they can't continue God, if shit? I'm if I'm Paul Heyman, if I'm... Uh, Paul Levesque, if I'm Vince McMahon, I am paying for their Ubers right now. Like, <laughs> wrap them in bubble wrap and pay for their Ubers. All right. I mean, I you know, I guess it's it's I don't know. It's just not for me. But yeah. fine. But hey, something that is for us is New Japan Pro Wrestling, <sighs> and we kicked off the 33rd edition of the G1 Climax this past weekend. With a 32-man bracket, correct? Yes, that is, that is correct. Um, so uh, we've had the first two nights. A and B block matches were on night one. Uh-huh. C and D block matches were on night two. Uh-huh. Uh, it was kickstarted on Friday with uh, a goddamn entertaining press conference. Um, yeah, I saw I, a couple I, promos that you guys sent around. Yeah, I, I, I think... Uh, I think this was the first press conference since COVID that had been open to fans. So having the fan reactions to everybody was was certainly worthwhile. Did we get a uh, f bomb count on Will Osprey's uh, <laughs> promo section? I didn't see uh, his. He he was a little more subdued than usual. Okay, um, all right. Gabriel Kidd was the one who really uh, uh, went off the rails. Pop it. He's he's now is he now in Bullet Club too? Yes, is that, yeah, he's yeah. one of the War Dogs. Um, War dogs, right, yes, right. That's, that's what uh, this new generation of Bullet Club members are calling themselves. Wasn't that a movie with um, Jonah, Hill? Jonah Hill? Yeah. 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 There we go. Uh, noted therapy enthusiast Jonah Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that's funny. <laughs> You're uh, welcome. Um, I will say to those who maybe do not have a New Japan World uh, subscription, yeah, uh, these first two nights available for free without login. Oh, really? Yeah, so you can good way to hook them. You can watch these shows, and there are some matches worth watching. Uh, Chris, before I I dig in with my thoughts, I want to ask: Have you seen any of it yet? That's a big negative, Ghost Rider. Been a busy couple days here. No worries, no worries. I had a little bit of time, and I watched what people were saying were the top matches of the show. Okay, Uh, lay them on me, Daddy. But uh, here were the results of uh, night one. Uh, Opened up with a B block match as Yoshihashi defeated ELP. I did not watch this. I did not pick that. I picked the LP to win. Okay. 
A block match, Chase Owens defeated Gabe Kidd. Did not have that as a, okay, all right, I, I'm doing great. I, I saw a brief moment of this as I was trying to find, you know, the match, because they right. haven't done the cut-up version yet. I had yeah, to yeah. browse through the video. Hate Chase that. Owens in full t-shirt mode on this <sighs> one. Glad he really brought his A game for the Look, G1. man, he's kind of the, um, uh, oh, I don't even want to care, compare him to him, because the other guy's a lot better. The guy who's just been there forever and doesn't do shit and still yeah. gets a paycheck. I mean, yeah. I was trying to think of a guy. I was going to say Dolph Ziggler, but Dolph Ziggler's Dolph actually Dolph Ziggler tries things. his ass off sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you, you know what? Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe a Tyler Breeze at this point, because he has a WWE contract. That's right, yeah. But he just but does a, a video game stuff. Yeah. I mean, hey, um, that's the that's the life. I ain't mad at I that. I mean, he's working indie shows now, too, which is I find interesting. They let him a lot. They let him do that, huh? Uh, apparently. Uh, he won a title last week, and he's doing a reunion match with uh, Dirty Dango. Um, Hell yeah. So, anyway... Uh, continuing with the uh, night one results, uh, Tangaloa defeated Kenta in a B-block huh. match. Okay. Uh, in one of the matches worth checking out, uh, Shooter, Shota Amino, Shooter. went to a 20-minute time limit draw with Ren Narita. Okay. All right. Now, what I like about the G1 this year is that 20-minute time limit. Yes. Because yeah. no one's going to be doing their 36-minute New Japan main event. Yeah. Um, this match was very good good for me it didn't reach great there are people who are like losing their mind over it online i'm not quite there and uh this this sounds like such an old man yelling at cloud sort of thing uh but the the thing that sort of held me back on it is umino has these back and forth like forearm strike segments with red narita which uh-huh. makes sense because you know they're both they're both part of the new Three Musketeers, and they're trying to bring fighting sure. spirit. Umino's strikes look like they don't hurt at all. Oh, okay. And he's now doing Claudio's like spinning European uppercut. Okay. And he's doing the uh, Danielson Moxley driving down elbows. Okay. But even they looked really soft. Hmm. And it's like, if you're going to do these, like, fucking make them look like they hurt. That's the thing about the Blackpool Combat Club is everything that they do looks like it hurts a million percent. Yeah. And, like, the the crowd's clearly getting behind them. And you you can sort of see the archetypes that each one of them are falling into. Uh, Although it's weird because Umino carries around John Moxley's jacket like he's Linus from Peanuts with a blanket. Right. Shooter comes out. And he's doing. He's now doing the crowd walk entrance. By the way, okay. Um, but he so he's comes like full out, on BCC at this point, right? But he's dressed and looks a lot like a hybrid of Tanahashi, Tanahashi. or Stardust Genius Era Tetsuya Naito. Gotcha. But the crowd likes him, and like he's yeah. got a great look. Like he's he's built. Nepo baby. He, he I mean, looks how could not? He is yes, full on Nepo baby. But like <laughs> he looks great. He looks the part. But you yeah. can tell like. He's still missing like that fire, which is weird because if you look back at Forbidden Door and he was in that 10 man tag, like he was on fire. Like he yeah. was awesome in that match. So I, I don't know what was missing here. Well, I mean, for that match that the Forbidden Door, it was what a 15 minute sprint with 10 people. So there's yeah, yeah, a lot true. going on and a lot of energy and momentum. Yeah. You know, it's just one on one with, you know, an equal an appear who came up, you you know, you came up with together. Yeah. Uh, there should have been, you would think there would be some fire there, but maybe he's still, you know, putting all the, all the pieces together yeah. uh, with that. But Ren Arita looked good. Yeah. Uh, Ren's going to be awesome. Uh, his, uh, he's got a great nickname. He is a uh, son, son of strong style. Okay. And all right. He's going full, like Minoru Suzuki, Shibata, um, Shibata, like, uh, you know, black boots, black uh, yeah, black uh, black tights. You know, very no bullshit. But like his strikes look awesome, and he's yeah. very fiery, so, minimalist. Uh, yeah, approach. Uh, I, I I like him a lot. And he's just five guys. Uh, he's a uh, part Those of Suzuki's, Suzuki's crew called thing. Strong Style. So, uh-huh. so uh-huh. It's, it's it's a it's a. I want to say it's a pun. I don't even know what it is, but it's a double reference in being called Son of Strong Style. So. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, all right. All right, um, Suzuki Goon. So continuing on, B-Block, Okada defeated Great Okan. As he should. Yes. 
A Block, I, I would say this is one of the two early surprises in night one. Okay. As uh, Noah's Kaito Kiyomiya defeated yeah. Yoda Suji clean. Oh, okay. I mean, I guess the, the outsider with a big name, uh, you want right. to give a solid start to over your, you know, future top star. It makes yeah. a little bit of sense. I feel like I've talked about Kiyomiya in the past here, but he's been someone who, like, they place I'm trying to think of a of an American comparison, but he's someone who they've placed in the world title scene and he's held the world title in Noah, but he just gets chumped against anyone who's even remotely a stronger name than him. Dolph Ziggler. Uh, you know, that, that might be that might be a fair comparison. But I'm pretty sure he got backstage and Ghetto's like, all right, you're going over, brother. And he's like, wait, what? <laughs> I get to win? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But Suji, as the, the third member of, of, you know, this young lion group that is coming up. Yeah. Suji fucking rolls. I love this guy. He Big guy, good look. The he, hair helps a ton. Yeah. He comes out. He looks kind of scummy, kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his strikes are awesome. He's got really great offense. And even though he isn't that tall, he's just tall enough that he looks like he carries himself like he's big. Yeah. It's kind of that Lance Archer thing where like Lance Archer's only like six four. But he carries yeah. himself like he's a seven foot tall guy. Right. Well also in Japan he's he's massive there. Yeah. But I mean like in AEW sometimes you see him in matches and go, eh, he's not really that big. Right. But he yeah, carries himself a big bill like a and he's like, Oh, hi sir. Yeah, yeah. But uh Suji I love a lot. That said, he needs a better nickname as his nickname is Gene Blast. G-E-N-E? Like yes. Gene Cusimino? Like, well, I mean, it's. I think it'll be like genetics, uh-huh. but I'm like, who the fuck is Eugene Blast and what is he doing in this tournament? Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Gene, Gene Blast? Gene Blast, yeah. Gene Blast sounds like, you know, premature ejaculation. It, it, yep, 100%. That's, that's what Gene Blast is. Like, uh, oh, good, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> A little Gene Blast. Gene, Gene Blast. Um. Tai Chi in an a or sorry in a B block match defeated Will Osprey. That's, that's another a, night one surprise. Yeah, that's certainly a shocker. Uh, very very good match between these two. Uh, you know, Tai Chi can turn it on, and Osprey, of course, is just like, always on. I'm going to murder myself for you. Yeah, and all of uh, wrestling fan sins. Uh, and then main event was Sonata going over Hikaleo. No surprise in that one. Yeah, sure. Yeah, God, Hikaleo won that. Now, what the fuck? Night two. Yeah, haven't seen any results. Uh, we've got David Finley defeating Tamahiro Ishii. Okay. Uh, D block, Hiroki Goto defeating Toru Yano. That. C block, Mikey Nichols defeating Aaron Hanare. Did not have that. I had Hanare over there. Okay. Um, Hanare uh, had a surprise for the crowd. Uh, as he now has a uh, full cheeks down Maori face tattoo. Okay. Yeah. So he sure. he's gone hard on that. Um, Shane Hayes defeated Alex Coughlin in a D block match. Okay. The match that I am absolutely making time for the Roughhouse special itself. Yeah. Eddie Kingston defeating Shingo Takagi in his G one debut. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Look, I hate to see Shingo take any L, uh, but I do love me some Eddie Kingston, and I'm very much looking forward to watching this. And if this means that Shingo's going to try to get up in Eddie's ass and get a strong title shot on U.S. soil, like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's let's, let's go. Thing. Yeah, because I mean, he, I guess, because it was his first opponent when Eddie walked into that press conference the other day. Shingo, oh yeah, he went, he got all up in Shingo, all ass. up in the shit. So yeah, yeah. loved that. Yeah, um, Zack Saber Jr. defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi. I sure. would say that's a surprise, but I really think this is Tana's last uh, G1. Yeah, oh, God. Oh my. I mean, yeah, I would hope so at this, this point. This is what I will say. Uh, there, was a, there was a quote going around from Tokyo Sports this week. Liger said, I know that Tanahashi rebuilt the company and he's always been a superhero, but there's a time you have to look at who you are versus who you were. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, when Liger's shooting on you, like... Well, yeah, probably probably time to to start wrapping it up, Tana. Um, yeah, Evil defeated Tamatanga in the C block, a match okay. I have zero interest in ever watching. Yes. Yes. And then uh, I'll, I'll say this one's a surprise: Jeff Cobb defeating Tetsuya Naito in the main event. Okay, yeah, no, that's a 
it's a bit of a shock there. I mean, Naito again isn't a hundred percent physically what he's been, uh, but much bigger name than Jeff Cobb, despite Cobb's affiliation with United Empire. But yeah, good for him. Maybe that he's. I mean, he's historically had a pretty good G G one mm-hmm. um, record. So yeah. Uh, so current standings, A block, uh, three-way tie at the top between Kaito Kiyomiya, Sonata, and Chase Owens Ugh. with two points. Um, Narita and Shota are tied for second with one each. We've got a four-way, I mean, it makes sense because we, you know, most of these are the first wins for everybody. Four-way yeah. tie in the B block, Okada, Taichi, Tengaloa, Yoshihashi. Four-way tie in the C block, Finley, Nichols, Kingston, and Evil. And then D block, Four-way tie, Goto, Shane Haste, Zack Sabre Jr., and Jeff Cobb. Okay. All right. Yeah. So uh, we are off to the races with the G1. And now let's dig into a shit ton of wrestling that happened over the last few days from our pals at AEW as they continued their, sounds like, travel-cursed Canadian stint. Yeah, I saw uh, MJF had some issues getting in and out of Canada and, uh, you know. Yeah, uh, it sounds like it, it, it did not go great for everybody, but uh, it started in Saskatoon. Saskatoon, eh? Yeah, this past Wednesday is we got the semifinals of the Blind Eliminator Tournament, the debut of, of uh, Nick Wayne, and uh, the much hullabalooed announcement of the fifth men for blood and guts. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just roll on into it. Opening match of Dynamite was Chris Jericho defeating Commander. And, okay, I, I know I've said this before. I I unfortunately have to say it again. Commander has some incredible spots. Sure, yeah. He doesn't know <laughs> how to link them together yet. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Admittedly, being in the ring with a guy like Chris Jericho is going to help you. Right. But you could see he's not there. And there was definitely yeah. a moment or two where you could see even Jericho was getting frustrated with it. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, this isn't, you know, late 90s Jericho who can have an incredible match with a high flyer. He right. certainly did his best. But, like, yeah, Commander needs some more time in the oven to be able to be more than the, you know, jaw-dropping spot guy he has jaw-dropping spots they were just as jaw-dropping here but he's just not as well-rounded as some of the other luchadors they have there exactly a bandito you know penta i mean penta phoenix obviously i was you know roosh released well roosh isn't i mean roosh is mexican but i don't really consider roosh a luchador not just because he doesn't have a mask but he doesn't do a ton of high-flying stuff he's more of a a bruiser brawler than uh than a high-fly guy yeah uh which it admittedly is not a style we know or we sort of attribute to Lucha that much here in the States, but it is, yeah. you know, an actual thing, you know, big bloody brawls, yeah. LA park, others, you know, they're, yeah. they're really known for that. But yeah, um, it was, it was all right is what I will say. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was fine. Uh, you know, any Chris Jericho solo match in 2023 isn't really going to have my full attention to begin with. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so yeah, the the not quite uh, ready for primetime player commander yeah. uh, being in there with them, you know. So uh, I was, Don, I was scrolling through Twitter. Don Callis came out afterwards uh, and uh, he basically was talking to Jericho again about joining the <laughs> Don Callis family. In doing so, they showed footage from 1995. Some yeah. Gorgeously maintained footage from 1995. Shout out gorgeous hair uh, for Don Callis back then. Uh, But shout out whoever uh, uh, upresed that because it looked shockingly good. Talked about their mentor, Bad News Allen, or as we know him in WWF uh, terminology, Bad News Brown, because Vince McMahon. Because Vince McMahon's a racist. Yes. (laughs) Um, But uh, Allen said they should always stick together. Allen is subsequently passed away. So yeah. Callus really pulling at the heartstrings of Jericho to say, "Hey, let's let's keep our mentor happy. Let's team once again." Yeah. Alex Marvez backstage beside a car that contains Jack Perry. Right. Yeah, he's not even getting out of the car now. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Marvez knocks on the window. Jack Perry says it's unsafe working environment. Hook runs, opens the door. Jack Perry scrambles to get away. Child locks get in the way of him. <laughs> 
<laughs> which is the funniest thing ever. Yes. For of all people, it's Jack Perry <laughs> that is foiled by a child lock. Yeah. Uh, you know, you you hang out with Marco Stunt long enough, you just uh, <laughs> you just sort of get stuck in certain Whatever things. happened to that guy? Uh he admitted somewhat recently that not long after he's let go by AEW, he considered killing himself. So that's fun. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice and uplifting. Yeah. Anyway, Jack <sighs> Perry escapes, hits Hook with a forearm, runs again, and Hook looks into the camera and says, keep running. So this feud. It's <laughs> a pretty good Hook impression. I like it. You should, yeah. Yeah, yeah, thanks. yeah add it to your repertoire. <laughs> uh, Renee Paquette then was talking with Don Callis. Don Callis said that he was going to uh, go ahead and announce the fifth man. He's going to go out alone because he's not afraid of Kenny Omega. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. We had a video package of MJF and Adam Cole hanging out. Oh, boy. These, I'm not sure who's in charge of putting these together with <clears throat> yeah. um, this whole storyline. I'd imagine Tony is kind of has fingers all over it. Uh, yep. But I, it's definitely playing to the strengths of both of these guys. Yeah. Uh, going out drinking at a bar, a bunch of uh, you know attractive ladies walk by. Adam Max Cole says, makes it very clear that yes. he is uh, he's he's staying uh, faithful to Brit. Faithful to Brit, thank you. Yeah, uh, and, and two more uh, for me, says MJF. Yes, uh, <laughs> and then uh, MJF is like, "So, uh, what are we going to do next?" And sure enough, they go and play the AEW Fight Forever video game available now, where Great all time. good video games are sold. Great time. Um, so uh, it shows them playing as each other against FTR yeah, and winning the tag team titles. Uh, MJF sort of breaking down and saying he's uh, never had a friend to play multiplayer with. So yeah. we're, we're just adding more depth to the MJF character. Uh, and uh, it all ends with a slow motion high five. Yeah. No, this was this was choice content right here. I, I, I was very – we were both pretty um, – trepidatious about this pairing yeah uh but i think the way they've done it mostly outside the ring too i mean they've had a couple matches obviously in the tournament right. but the heavy lifting has been done outside of the ring and you know it really it, it like i said it plays to both of their strengths this version of max is just killing it right now yeah fantastic stuff um, and then we went into the first semifinal as it was daniel garcia and sammy garvara going against orange casting darby allen and in what for me was a surprise, Garcia and Guevara go over. Granted, yeah. due to interference by Swerve, as we yeah. are clearly building to some sort of big, uh, you know, a mogul embassy against uh, uh, Nick Wayne and Darby Allen to do. Right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I really didn't think Garcia and Guevara were going to progress this far in the tournament I'm, I'm genuinely surprised yeah yeah it was a bit of a shock too uh but hey you know it's it's it was a good swerve pun intended i guess <laughs> uh and should lead to an interesting finals match yeah absolutely then uh, we had a video of nick wayne showing him training growing up talking about how his mother told him he passed away and i'm just going to say it here this was nick wayne's first promo on aew television he's already better than jack perry Oh, man, he's leaps and bounds. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, you look at Nick Wayne, and he kind of looks like he's going to be dumb as fuck. Like, yeah, he, he's he's an excellent <laughs> professional wrestler. But you just look at his face, and you, and, and you There's just... There's nothing there. There's not a lot of... Yeah, those, yeah, uh, like, the, he looks like the guy who would be really put out if you asked him to find a shirt in another size for you at Aeropostale. Like that, that is the look that he Nick looks like a, uh, fried, um, uh, like fry cook, like fried is in like <laughs> strung out, strung yeah. out fry cook at a, at a local restaurant is what he looks like. But he starts cutting a pro wrestling promo and I'm like, all right, fuck yeah, let's do this thing. Yeah. Great video package. You know, really put over the importance of his family, his history, and, of course, his tie-ins with Darby Allen. Thought yes. it was great. So uh, Renee Paquette was then backstage with Adam Cole, who's pacing in the background trying to explain to Britt everything she just saw on television. Right. Because she watches the product. Yes. Roddy Strong comes up and, look, I can't tell you exactly what he said, but here's what I heard. Uh, Adam, in the finals, I'm going to turn on you, bud. Uh, I'm going to beat the <laughs> shit out of you. <laughs> 
Yeah, there was it was a <laughs> you needed a decoder ring for that. I think. Yeah, yeah. Marty, I don't know if you guys listening knew this. He drinks his Ovaltine, uh, so he, he he got his uh he got his decoder ring and uh, was able to interpret Roddy Strong's uh, <laughs> Roddy Strong's promo there. Cole's all like, "No, no, MJF's a good guy," and Roddy Strong still saying, "Go, yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with a backbreaker after you lose." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, and or make you lose. Yeah. I'm going to take off my neck brace and show I was totally fine all along, and I'm going right. to kick you in the face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was good. It's good stuff. Then we had... Like a uh, it was like Da Vinci Code-esque. He had to, like, you know... <laughs> and then there was a little audio, like a little piece of technology that you hold up to the speaker of the TV, <laughs> and then it, then it translates what's said there. Yes. <laughs> then we had uh, the other semifinal of the Blind Eliminator Tournament. <laughs> As it was MJF and Adam Cole against Big Bill and Brian Cage. I need Big Bill and Brian Cage to be a team after Forever? this tournament. Yeah. Forever? Yeah. Let's, let's Can we make this happen? Have them join the Mogul uh, Embassy. Yeah. Okay. Why not? You got a bunch of big beefy guys in there. What, what's, uh, what's a seven foot tall fella for you? I forget what the name of Stokely's thing was. It's gone now. The Firm. The Firm. Thank you. The Firm. Yes. It was like the Foundation? And no, that, that was. No, no. Uh, it was a John Grisham novel. <laughs> uh, that was a different novel. <laughs> That was Asimov. I don't know who that was. <laughs> it was yeah. it was actually uh, Ring of Honor Gresham's uh, gr- uh, called the Foundation. No shit. <laughs> That's right. Um, but uh, it's because they're short, and it's like the foundation of you know tiny guys. I, I, you know, I guess they, in that case, it was a novella, not a novel. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, 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 that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, it was a collection that's of right. poetry. Um, this match was super fun. Uh, I, I said last week how fun the Cage and Big Bill duo were. It continued here. The MJF Cole duo is so much fun. And yeah, yeah, they they did the same thing as last time. After the match, they cut a promo and MJF's like the big dorky baby face. Yeah. Adam Cole was like, you know what? I I, I didn't think this was going to work. I thought I was going to turn on you, blah, 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 blah. But hey, we're going to be the new tag team champions. Once we back. hit that double clothesline. <laughs> yeah, once they hit the double clothesline, which is on MJF's elbow pad. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> I did not notice that. Uh, but uh, as, as that promo ends, they cut to Roddy Strong in the back who's wearing a T-shirt that says, I'm going to turn on Adam Cole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me ask you this. Um, is is Tony Schiavone adding to this or, or is he a little too much and taking away? I could see why someone wouldn't like it. Yeah. I'm goddamn entertained. Okay. No, I, I'm enjoying it as well. But I, I also recognize that, okay, he's really laying it on super fucking thick here. And yes. I know that, you know, I didn't know if it was uh, if it was hitting you the same way it was hitting me. I'm enjoying it. But, you know, I, I have that one-two punch of being an old WCW fan and being sure. an, an old Tony Schiavone fan. Sure, so, sure, like, sure. it's very enjoyable for me to hear him having fun on yes. television in this way. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Great time in that regard. Uh, then Renee Paquette backstage once again. She's just going everywhere. Yeah. But Jake Hager outside of Chris Jericho's locker room because Jake wanted to have a heart to heart with Chris. And you know what I got to say? In terms of Jake Hager promos, this was pretty good. Like he performed this pretty well. Th- th- it was well executed. Uh, but, it's a you know, stupid, but <laughs> yes. Uh, but Hager talked about how, you know, he walked away from an undefeated MMA record. Asterix scored completely by nut shots. Yeah. Uh, and joined him in AEW from day one, nine months after the company was announced. Uh-huh. Um, and like, you know what? You, I don't understand why you're going to walk away from what we've built. And uh, I can't stand and he by said, I'm side. the Lucha Underground champion. How dare <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah, I'm still Lucha Underground <laughs> champion, motherfucker. <laughs> and, and handed him the purple hat and the Lucha Underground title on his way. Right. Yeah. So now Chris Jericho, by default, is a Lucha Underground champion. So, fuck. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> uh Ruby Soho and the rest of House of Torture came out to go against Sky Blue in the Owen Hart <laughs> Tournament semifinal. I, I just need Soraya to get the the cable. Thing yeah, the the, the girl. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's yeah. really all we need right now. It's all um, that's missing, and then it's a full on carbon copy. Yeah, uh, Ruby won, and I'm not surprised. No, but, uh, not not at all. I wasn't expecting Sky Blue to to make it through, but I what I do appreciate most out of this match is whoever. Um, Sky Blue's gear person is because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like yeah. with each subsequent match, I don't yeah, know. Miss Sandra retired, and they went right to whoever does costuming at Brazzers. It is, <laughs> it, it it's getting a little obscene. 
<laughs> no, it's not. No. In fact, it could go a little far. Honestly, up, argue. The, a lot of the women in AEW are showing a strong amount of cheek. It's a cheeky show, okay? Yeah. And I am here for it. All yeah. right. Uh, I am learning what the AEW women scouting reports look like for Tony. Like that's that's yes. really what I'm piecing together. Yeah, yeah, point. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's anal excellency wrestling is what it is. <laughs> so that's uh, it's a, look. He's a pog collector. We've been through this, yeah. and uh, he's you know it kind of took the back burner for a little bit, but the uh, the resurgence of Sky Blue has uh, been very. Um, fun to watch. I'll sure, say, sure. And, uh, uh, yeah, that that final that shot of the pin as Ruby uh, was uh, was hooking the leg there was um yeah enjoyable. Ruby who uh, uh, faked out that she broke her nose again. Yeah, right. Help her get the finish with a no future off the ropes. Help me get a finish too. QT Marshall <laughs> pops up and reminded me that he exists. By the way, Chris, uh, just to infuriate you, uh, I'm just going to mention that QT Marshall. Beat Penta at Triple Mania last night in an ambulance match. What the fuck? Yep. QT Marshall then introduced Harley Cameron's music video. What the fuck? <laughs> Are you serious? Yep. In an ambulance match? Ambulance match. Did he have help? Uh, I mean, it, it was full of plunder and Aaron Solo was there. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh. It's a big one, Elizabeth. <laughs> Good uh, God. I don't have a lot to say about the Harley Cameron video beyond is somebody in AEW trying to help her launch a career that isn't professional I, wrestling to get her it, out of the way as soon as possible? I mean, yeah, let, let's get her out of the way. <laughs> I mean, first of all, the song was a minute 15. Yeah. Uh, so thank you yeah. <laughs> for not being a full like music video. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. Really, music videos in pro wrestling, uh, even the acclaimed one, had a little uh, to it, sure, ick to sure. it. Uh, it's just a bad idea. Yeah, the it's only just... music videos we should have are like highlight videos to get you excited about like to Creed's or... My Sacrifice or Biscuits yes. My Way. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's ex <laughs> those are the only times music should be used in pro wrestling, aside in, from entrances. In the early days of of the IWC, uh, there was a video, and I remember we, my friends and I, downloaded it off of Kazaa. Oh, hell yeah. But it was a, a spoof of the My Sacrifice video of uh, Kevin Nash's recovery from quad <laughs> surgery. Because <laughs> Kevin Nash posted all these videos on his website because he had a yeah. website back then. Sure. And it was a lot of him sitting in a in a, la in a uh, Lazy Boy recliner uh -huh. and sitting on the couch. So it was just like, you know, a montage of all these shots oh, that's brilliant. My Sacrifice. Brilliant. Love it. <laughs> I don't know if it still exists out there on the internet. I'll have to I'll have to look around. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. Wow. Nick Wayne had his <sighs> debut against Swerve Strickland, and while I'm not going to sit here and blow smoke and say match of the year, like some no. people online were saying, I don't know why. They have great chemistry. They do. Nick, They've had a, multiple matches together. And Nick Wayne's selling is out of this world great. Yeah. Yeah. Like well, that is not something I typically say about like a young prospect. He's a frail child. So <laughs> yeah. it looks like he's got polio or something like so yes. it's, it's, it's believable and swerve, you know, as we've said week after week, month after month is just the complete package and uh, everything about him is fantastic. Um, you know, the match and specifically leading up to the match with the, you know, the little promo inserts and stuff throughout the show. Um, and I'm stealing this. This might have to be a recurring bit on the Rough House now. It was on the TV at the bar when I was doing trivia the other night. One of my teams, um, they came up with a new game. Uh, I'll give them credit, uh, but I'm stealing it. Is the the match graphic as a thumbnail for a <laughs> Pornhub search. So... <laughs> You know the the little the graphic was Swerve and Nick Wayne, and it was uh uh, uh it was like uh, tall BBC destroys uh, young twink uh, as the <laughs> Pornhub search for that one. The one for the um, the tag match uh, with Big Bill and uh, Brian Cage was um, I think it was big beefy neighbors uh, destroy uh, you know next door stepbrothers or something like that was the uh, the Pornhub search for for that match. So that's the new that's the new gimmick here uh, is the Pornhub search for the uh, for the matches here. So 
No. Cheers to that. Yeah. Uh, that is, that is incredible. Um, now, uh, what I will say is the one thing that didn't happen that I was a little disappointed about <laughs> when I saw Nick come out in white gear and his mom was in the front row, I thought oh. for sure my dude was going to be running the razor and his bloody face is going to be held up in front of his mom's face. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't yeah. Didn't yeah. happen. It's okay. Um, or Christian was going to come out to finish to complete his fetish of yeah. young boys with dead fathers. Christian watched that video package last week and started doing the Homer Simpson whoops on the floor. <laughs> oh god! But uh, JML driver after the arm snap gets the victory yeah. for Swerve, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, thought that was awesome. And then we got the I read well uh, real quick. I read a piece of news um, that after the match, as Nick Wayne was leaving the arena um uh somebody came up to him saying that he was a wallet inspector and that uh nick wayne gave him his wallet and the guy ran off so <laughs> it was a tough tough end of the night in saskatoon for <laughs> canadians are rough man <laughs> <laughs> rough and tumble wallet inspectors baby <laughs> well he was riding a moose so it's yeah. natural fair so, fair yeah know. he had to be a mountie right <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah. It was a Rougeau brother. It was a you know second generation <laughs> Rougeau brother, I think. So then we had the uh, the main event promo segment as the fifth men for Blood and Guts were revealed. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I mean, this was exactly the segment that you thought it was going to be. Don Callis comes out. Kenny comes out to face him. Oh, there's Blackpool Combat Club members. Oh, holy shit! Here's who their fifth guy is. Yeah, about to be Pac, which awesome. Yeah, which the camera shot spoiled before the big reveal happened. Yeah. But yeah. And then uh, as they're about to totally destroy him, my thought would be Kota Ibushi runs out and makes a save. Right. One would think. Yeah. But I think somebody appropriately did the math of how many connecting flights Kota would need to have to get to <laughs> Saskatoon and went. Right. Yeah, we're going to lose him and he's going to show up on Raw. Like, so, how do they just not send Nakazawa to Japan and get one of those, like, uh, body um, leashes that you use for small children? <laughs> just strap one of those on, on, on Cody's beefy chest, Kota's uh, beefy chest, and Cody, so, you know, to it. follow him around him the, uh, the airport to make sure he makes the right flight. But uh, It was a little anticlimactic to, to cut to a video. Yes. But the fact is we are getting the Golden Elite against Blackpool yeah. Combat Club next week, which should be incredible. Yeah. I mean, there's there's really not a lot bad you can say about that setup. Uh, and it's interesting because I don't know if you remember, Chris, before COVID hit, the original build for the first Blood and Guts was going to be the inner circle against the Elite and Cody. Oh, okay. So, uh, you know, this will be the... Excuse me, this will be the first blood and guts for the elite, though they're yeah. supposed to originally be a part of it. Yeah, they've done some stadium stampedes uh, and whatnot. Yeah. In our, in the arena, whatever. Um, but yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, no, I'm excited for this. I mean, Pac being added to the BCC side makes a lot of sense for a lot of different reasons. His history with Kenny, he also fits the mold of like former WWE guy coming in and being <coughs> a bastard. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and the, the bad takeaway I get from this is it kind of seems like the final nail in the coffin for Death Triangle, which is very sad. Yeah. But yeah, definitely a bummer. But, you know, right now, the Lucha Bros seem to be in a weird place of limbo anyway. Which is Ring of disappointing. Yeah. Um, pay-per-view this Friday, apparently. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which, man, that, that pay-per-view just got thunder fucked because yeah. uh, Mark Briscoe was supposed to be going against Claudio in the main event. And I talked about last week how they had this great promo. Yeah. Mark has a knee injury, which needs surgery. So he won't be able to be a part of the main event. Yep. Yeah. And you don't have Eddie Kingston in state either. Yeah, you don't have uh, any Kingston. So. The best idea I've heard thrown out is somebody from the Golden Elite pins Claudio for the finish and then goes against Claudio at the pay-per-view. So, like, maybe Henry oh, okay. Page versus Claudio or holy fucking shit if they had a Bushi versus Claudio. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll see what they end up doing. Um, anyway, that then took us over to the show we were waiting on. Allegedly. And there really wasn't much to wait on for this. Uh, it was, you know, uh, a rampage show. Uh, Dustin Rhodes and Keith Lee defeated Matt Menard and Angelo Parker in less than 10 minutes. Taya Valkyrie beat up a local jobber in 24 seconds. Okay. 
They added Jungle Boy versus Hook for the FTW title to the Boston Dynamite coming up this week. Okay. Uh, Lance Archer defeated Trent Beretta in just over eight minutes. Um, Turns out next week they're bringing back the two-ring Royal Rumble Royal Rampage for uh, next week. Okay. uh, We'll we'll get a world title uh, opponent out of that. Takesha defeated a local jobber in four minutes and change. And then uh, Willow Nightingale defeated Athena to advance to the finals of the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament. Nice. Good. And then that took us right to... I have to play that just very quickly because yeah. we don't want to get popped on YouTube. That took us to Collision, uh, which started off with... A two out of three falls match. Oh, yeah. Fuck. I forgot that was for last the AEW World Tag Team title. Chris, would you like to guess how long this went? Uh, well, you technically talking about three matches in one. Yes. Um, so the potential is there to go at least, I'd say, 45. Yeah. Um, but the way you phrase the question to me makes me think it was a lot shorter than one would expect. So, uh, you know, a couple of quick falls, a DQ or something like that in there. Again, I have no idea what happened in this match. Uh, I'll say it went uh, 33 minutes. Just over 55. Hell yeah. They, no, that's better than it expected. It was announced as, you know, a, a 60 second or 60 seconds, 60 minute time limit uh-huh. at 55 minute call. That's when they started going into their finish. So I don't know what the exact time was, but somewhere between 55 and 60 minutes for this match. Um, and the verdict. Yeah. Uh, FTR ends up retaining the title. Nice. Okay. Uh, Dax gets a sharpshooter on Juice Robinson because, of, of course. course, he does. Yeah. In, in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, they were in Calgary, too. Shit. Yeah. Uh, but FTR offers a handshake on the way out, and uh, Jay White and Juice Robinson spit on their hands, which, according to a very long list this week, I thought wasn't allowed anymore. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. So, clearly, this feud was continue. And uh, I don't hate it. I, yeah, I'm totally fine with it. Uh, I, I haven't watched it yet, but everyone who I've seen react to it said as good as last week's match was, which was fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. This is apparently better. So uh, nice, nice, yeah, nice. I, I think I might try to track down the fight version without commercial breaks. But right. Yeah. See what I can do. Uh, then in the finals of the women's Owen Hart tournament, Willow Nightingale goes over, defeating Ruby Soho. Wow. Yeah. And uh, it was announced afterwards that there would be an official ceremony for both the tournament winners during Battle of the Belts. So Martha oh, Hart okay. was going to have that segment there. Um, Which got cut due to weather, right? <laughs> uh, the Kings of the Black Throne, Brody King and Malachi Black, murdered uh, Artemis Spencer and Randy Myers. So, uh, you know. Uh, two local guys. This brought out Andrade El Idolo, who uh, has a problem with the House of Black. They stole yeah. his mask. So Right. Yeah. Got that did, going on. Didn't reveal a partner or anything, though, did he? No. No. Okay. Uh, and then uh, the main event of the show was the Owen Hart Foundation Men's Tournament Final. Right. Yeah. Punk and Starks. As Ricky Starks goes over. Really? Ricky Starks goes over. Wow. And... Uh, Good. I mean, I'm, I'm happy. It was, it was a shock shocked. pin. Like they, they did, okay. you know, roll through pins and then Starks has his hand on the second rope and gets the win. Okay. Hey. So as they cut over to battle of the belts, uh-huh. uh, Jushin Thunder Liger's there. Cause they flew him in cause of his that's right. I heard with, about that with Owen with Owen. Yeah. He goes to give the trophy to Starks. Starks just yanks it out of his hand and walks on. Because, Interesting. as was underlined later, Starks is going heel. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we got that. I mean, he's been healing was good. I kind of liked White Hot Babyface Rookie for a while. Same, but same. I feel I like mean, they he's a very good heel. But he I, I certainly agree with the idea that, like, they had something here. I mean, we, we talked about it months ago at this point when they had him versus MJF. Yeah. And he lost. This yeah. really should have been... You know, Ricky's like this, this ever present thorn in the side or, you know, like that, yeah. that opponent is always on the horizon and is working his way back to get a shot. And they have like this big to do because like they're both AEW homegrown guys. Yeah. Unfortunately, not yet. Well, I mean, if MJF, you know, continues his way, he's kind of working baby face now. So, yeah, that's true. you know, then you get Ricky Still coming happen. in as a, as a heel, just to switch it up. A little switchy poo. Um. 
the uh, Battle of the Belt show proper started with Orange Cassidy successfully retaining the AEW International title over Lance Archer by countout. <laughs> okay. Don't love that. Um, then uh, Tony Schiavone did a promo with the Acclaimed, uh, and uh, they announced that next Saturday on Collision, it'll be the Acclaimed and Billy Gunn against House of Black, House of Black, for the Trios titles. Thank you, I was drinking. You're welcome. <laughs> House of Black. Uh, I'm just going to uh, read this as it's written in the Observer recap. Okay. AEW Women's World Title Match, Tony Storm defeated Taya Valkyrie by satellite interruption to retain. <laughs> <laughs> This was where things fell apart in terms of uh, the the show itself. Um, so basically, the feed goes out. They start mm-hmm. showing footage, or they start showing commercials. Mm-hmm. Then they start sure. showing footage from last week's collision, and then they come back. Commentators are saying, "Hey, there was a satellite interruption. Uh, Tony Storm won. Ruby So interfered, and they continued on with the show." Okay. Uh, Willow and Ricky Starks were then presented the commemorative title belts for the Owen Hart wins. And then our main event. I know you're excited about this main event, Chris. Luchasaurus retained the AEW TNT title over Sean Spears. Oh, wow. Wow. I could not give less of a fuck about that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Not great. But uh, look, we're heading into a big dynamite. We've got blood and guts. Yeah. The odds are extremely high for that five on five to be one of the best matches of the year. Like, I mean, look, look at who's in it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and look sure. at the matches they've had so far. You know, whether right. it's a cage match between Mox and Kenny or, you know, the the war that Mox and Paige had, the multi man tags they've had. Like, none of it's been bad. Uh, yes, Yuta's yeah. coming off of an injury. Yes, this is a Bougie's first match in a few months. Um, but, I, I definitely think uh, that that they will over deliver in this. I, I see no reason why they can't. There are wild cards as well. You got Callus as a wild card. Right, right, Jericho true. as a wild card now yes. because of Callus. Yeah. Um, you know, who do you think's going off the uh, off the cage this year? Well, I, I have two thoughts on it. Uh, one is uh, they're going to do some stupid spot where like. Don Callis and Takeshita end up falling off the cage together. I don't know. I mean, if Callis is cleared to do that now. You know, that's a fair point. My other thought, and, you know, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised by this. Kota Ibushi will be sending himself off the top of the cage, fireworks yeah. in hand. Yeah, moonsault with fireworks right into, no into crash the timekeeper's table. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I figure that's really the best way to end the match. Lands like, on his necks and then kips up because he's <laughs> fucking superhuman. <laughs> and then I explode all over my television set. <laughs> A little bit of Gene Blast for everybody. Gene Blast, Kota Ibushi. <laughs> The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughhouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse Redos, and Roughhouse Divided Movie Trivia Games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. The Rough House Podcast is brought to you by the AJ Styles School for Talking Good Promo Well. If you want to like me, have a good talk style words with your speech, simply Make sure that you cut the promo for people to be like, yeah, that man has the points for with talking app. The AJ Style School for Talking Good Promo Well is now accepting applications for prospective new students. Are you an aspiring pro wrestler but not sure if you can handle yourself on the stick? Then call the AJ Style School for Talking Good Promo Well to hone your craft just like the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. For example, Claire Lynch, that ain't a, that's not a good. So I was like, uh-uh. And, and then Dixie Carter, she said, hmm. And I'm like, you got it, because I'm, I'm the one that's pheno- phenomenal. I'm the phenomenal one here in this environment of wrestling. All right, we got six sides, unlike 
Die four now, AJ! We got four sides in the one this is my house and this is where I live. I'm the best, I'm the best that's ever been in the world. I'm the best that there is. Be the best that there is, just like AJ Styles. The AJ Styles School for Talking Good Promo Well will make sure you're ready to take the squared circle by vociferous force. Classes include Spitting Hot Fire 101, Advanced Pipe Bomb Dropping, and Mush Mouth Management. Send in your application now to the AJ Styles School for Talking Good Promo Well and make yourself phenomenal. I'm the phenomenal one, AJ Styles, and if you have desires to speak in a fashion much than the way that I have done talks before with the way I've done words all the, with my mouth. I make speak and people go, man, and then I kick people. Usually it heads, I, my head, I'm in the, I kick them in the head is I, what I, I do. I assume okay. um, poorly that uh, I'm, your, um, your total knockout. Be closed e- ECW, TNA, TNA is what I'm in. Because that's, that's where I'm, Really hoping I get hired by WWE. I'll wear a mask. I hear there's a SIM card open. The AJ Style School for Talking Good Promo Well is located in the Deep South, right in front of Foreign Object Warehouse and perpendicular to the KFC. 